0: everybody welcome to episode 264 of a wrestling gal podcast providing you with the female perspective on all things wrestling join me your host and wrestling enthusiast Ella J as today I am joined by one of the UK's brightest new stars Lily winter now let's chat! hello everybody today i am joined by uk superstar lily winter so how are you today
1: i'm good thank you i'm off work um i've got an exciting weekend planned just had my hair done can't complain it's a good day i'm fantastic
0: it's a good day it's a good friday to be chatting with you today so before we get into everything your journey in pro wrestling tell us about your
1: new hair Um, so I've just got back from the hairdressers and I'm going to watch My Chemical Romance tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. So I wanted something a little different, a little bit emo, I think. Um, so I have got the front of my hair dyed pink. So just kind of the front pieces and then the rest is still bleach blonde. Now is My Chemical Romance, would you say like your normal music taste or does it
0: like vary for you?
1: Um, I definitely have like a varied music taste but I do um like some my chemical moments when I was like 15 16 were you know what I was really into and they've not toured for 10 years so this is really exciting Um, but yeah I tend to be into bands I go to a lot of gigs watch a lot of live music and really miss that in the pandemic so I'm just so excited that we can we can do that again and that bands who aren't from the UK can actually come over and and play for us so yeah,
0: I feel like the, um, especially during the pandemic, like concerts was something like I always did it like at least three times a year and I've gotten to experience, get back into it in the last like six months since things have really opened, backed up. And it's just like a whole other experience that I didn't think that we, that we really, that we might've took it for granted. Like I missed concerts a lot during the first like year and a half of lockdown. It was wild. Same. I'm so glad that the back. Me too. And I mean, like you have had like a very interesting journey because I mean, before you even started doing in-ring work and all of that, I mean, you fulfilled a lot of non-wrestling roles as well with ring announcing, presenting and social media and all of that stuff. But I'm very curious to know more about your ring announcing debut a few years ago.
1: Okay. So I guess, um, I was training as a wrestler at the time. Um, but I, I wasn't sure I was very good at it or how far it would take me and I kind of wanted to just be involved in wrestling in some way so alongside like training I just kind of started to do ring announcing just on like small trainee shows Um, and it kind of because I'm not like a really like loud extroverted person that's just not who I am so like being in front of an audience and stuff is like doesn't come naturally to me so it was really good experience to actually just be on shows um and get used to being in front of people and without having to worry about wrestling as well um so yeah so then um kind of did it in in a a few other places as well so probably the the biggest promotion that i do it for is catch pro wrestling in manchester um so yeah so i mean i'm I'm planning to kind of leave ring announcing behind um but still doing it a little bit at the moment as I like start to to wrestle more so. I think it definitely gets you that
0: experience because I myself am like not very extroverted at all either, but it gets you like your, your voice out there and projecting and like in front of it, talking in front of an audience essentially too. And I mean, going into that, did you kind of have any like certain study mater- study material or how else did you prepare yourself when going into ring announcing for the first few times?
1: So um, I got lots of different advice from different people. So some people were telling me to like watch ring announcers, to watch like Howard Finkel and Lillian Garcia and stuff. Then other people were kind of saying, "Oh, just be yourself and maybe don't try to like do that kind of ring announcy typical voice too much." So um, I think now that I've done it for a while, I kind of just do it my own way and. I don't know I just think wrestling should be fun so like you know the shows I do it's just it I'm not in front of 20,000 people in a, in a, in an arena so I just try to have fun with it and um, yeah just kind of I don't know I think I'm probably a little bit goofy when I'm kind of you know doing the in-between match little like check-ins with the crowd and stuff but I just you know I just want to have fun so I just kind of found my own way to do it I guess. Of
0: course. I mean, you gotta have fun. I mean, it can't be serious all the time. It's so important, especially to have fun, especially in your like everyday work and all of that too. But I mean, it probably can't all be easy. So maybe like what was like the biggest challenge for you when you were first adjusting to ring announcing and like these non-wrestling roles for you?
1: Um, I think it was just so every, I'd always like at the beginning of a show be like super nervous and it would take me a while to settle into it. So um, maybe like you could maybe tell that I was a little bit nervous. Maybe I was a little shaky, just some nervous energy. But then once I like warm up, then I'd like, i was like, oh, OK, I can do this. And actually, I've, we've, we're, we're at the interval and I've done half a show and I've only got half a show left um so yeah i think just those kind of nerves at the beginning and just that first that first bit where you have to speak on the mic and you're not sure how the crowd's gonna be um yeah so i think it's always just the beginning of the show that's like the scary bit
0: would you say that those same nerves have maybe translated over though to like now you're in in in-ring action like i just saw against harley hudson and all of that would you say you're kind of that same way before you go out there before the curtain now
1: it's different um I don't know how to explain it but it does feel different and I think because like um so my wrestling personality is not very nice so whereas you know ring and answer I'm quite like you know happy smiley um a little different vibe um but with wrestling kind of got to have my game face on so I definitely um feel a difference in it but still get nervous before wrestling definitely
0: I mean, especially, too, with, like, playing heel, I feel like you have to, like, kind of embody, like, a different thing before you go out there instead of, like, the bubbly personality you would say for, like, ring announcing.
1: Yeah, completely different. Um, But that's what's so good is that at um, LWF, where me and Harley Hudson wrestled last week, I turned on her when I was a ring announcer so I hit her with the microphone, and everyone was very, very shocked. Uh, there was like an audible gasp from the crowd. Um, so that's been like a very clear transition to from this nice, bringing out the girl to uh, this this mean wrestler. I think that's cool too that you can tie
0: in ring announcing and then translate it over to like in-ring performance so we don't see a lot I mean there's managers that have like transitioned over to like in-ring action too I think it's really cool that you're like multifaceted in both I mean should the occasion ever pop up again I feel like you'll you'll be ready to be able to pull double duty if needed yeah
1: (laughs) that would be double pressure
0: but I mean, you've worked in social media too for a couple of promotions too. So like what was your exact role or position with those? I'm very curious.
1: Um, that's just kind of something that I fell into. So um I train at Future Shock Academy. Yes. So it shocks a promotion based in Manchester and so basically as a trainee we help out at the shows we help set up the ring um, and sort of just have duties to do during the show and um, yeah some reason I just kind of fell into doing social media for them um. so I don't have like any work experience in doing that kind of thing if you look at my social media accounts I'm clearly not like I don't really have like I'm trying to have more of a presence on social media now but it's not something that I'm like really that on top of to be honest um so yeah just kind of um just something that I fell into and it's just yeah it's cool you get to see all the action and film it and then yeah just kind of pick what you want to show from you know a live show on on the social media account like highlights and that stuff yeah so just try to um film any like cool spots get all their entrances because you know that's nice to for people to be able to, you know tag all the wrestlers in the story so then they can put it on their own story and just yeah yeah
0: social media is a whole other game especially if you're like wanting to get your name out there and stuff it's so hard because there's so many different platforms and so many different like ways you have to like act or like present yourself on those platforms where like Instagram is more photo video like real based Twitter I mean you can post photos into but it's a lot of like typing and all that you have to like is very different like formats on each social media too
1: yeah um I kind of stopped using Twitter but now I'm like right okay I need to use it just for wrestling so not for you know anything really personal but I will just use it for wrestling so that's kind of what I've decided on
0: Twitter is a whole entity. So I completely, completely understand. It's very daunting sometimes, but I mean, and we were talking about social media though, but I found it very ironic though, that you kind of, you almost started your own group wrestling review show on YouTube. So what was the, that initial plan for that with you and your friends going into that?
1: okay so (laughs) this is quite a while ago so this is actually I think this is before I actually started training um so me so I kind of got into like watching um like British indie wrestling Mm -hmm. in about 2015 I think and I started to go to shows and I kind of I wanted people to go to shows with and I sort of roped all my friends into coming so I took them to like a progress show, they were all like blown away. And there was a point where there'd be like 10 of us going um, and it became like kind of like a, a habit really. And then we started to go kind of further afield and we'd be, you know, a lot of our social life would be going to wrestling shows and travelling to see them. We travelled to Germany, we travelled to New York um, and we just had this idea that we were going to review a show that we went to watch that um, was just at the comedy club down the road from me and we actually, so we did film the review and this video still exists on my computer um, but no one has ever seen it apart from us (laughs) Um, and it probably doesn't ever need to see the light of day. Um, but it was just like I think it was actually like someone else who had the idea that the three of us because we're sisters should start our own like YouTube now I know we won't ever
0: see the light of day of burn it down I believe it was called
1: it was Um, yeah what
0: was one of the things that you reviewed on there though
1: um so the um the show that we did it was a a promotion um it doesn't exist anymore so we used to go to what's called Tuesday Night Graps um, at the Frog and Bucket in Manchester and um, so we live just down the road from there and it's had like a it had a few different kind of uh, promotions running it so it is running again now with a different promotion and um, the Chardon Freude guys were running it before the pandemic um, and prior to that it was a promotion called Lucha Forever so that was when we reviewed it and um, So, yeah, it was just it's just us being really goofy and making jokes that probably only we think are funny because we're sisters and we have a lot of in-jokes
0: see I mean I can't push you to do it I think that would be something so funny to look back on one day though I mean it's I feel like that happens though with a lot of like things with a lot of ideas and then once you do something you're like oh I don't know I've had a few of those in my life but I mean I feel like too you're now like more acquainted with being on camera would it be something that you would ever
1: consider like revisiting maybe uh maybe yeah but I don't know if there's an audience for me reviewing wrestling shows to be honest but I think there is.
0: Granted, there's a lot of been like podcasts and shows popping up during the pandemic. I feel like there's always an audience for that though. There's so many different like avenues in wrestling, like reviews, predictions, interviews, podcasts, like retro stuff, like fantasy. There's so many like niches within. I think there's an audience for it, but again, it's totally up to you. And I totally understand.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I would like to do is that I'd love my sisters to somehow be involved with me as a wrestler. So neither of them um wrestle. Um but like a lot of people know us as the Burns, they, you know, they know that I have sisters who are mm. like my best friends. Um and I'd love for them to just come out and like, you know, be like my managers or just like, you know, coming out with me and being mean and, you know, they always look really glamorous um I just think it would look good so you know I'd love someone to put that
0: you never say never you better start telling them better
1: start training yeah they keep saying <laughs> we did like wrestling training when we were like uh-huh. teenagers they're like it's fine we, we know how to take a bump and I'm like do you know <laughs> it's been a long time since you've done that but they're convinced that they'd be fine so gotta get to in ring shape yeah no I wanted to pivot a
0: bit because um I found out one of your or at least was your favorite WWE superstar is it still the Miz for you
1: I would say that probably my favorite wrestler of all time is Chris Jericho and but I absolutely loved the Miz for like years I just loved what he was doing I remember for like so like my 20th or my 21st birthday, my friends who did not know anything about wrestling bought me like uh, his T-shirt, which I still have, um, and they made me like a, a custom birthday card that was to do with The Miz. <laughs> um, but I just love him as a heel. I think he's just great. He's
0: fantastic. He's one of my favorites of all time, for sure. And I feel like, at least initially, I mean, maybe because I was really young and didn't understand kayfabe, I started out hating him and then got to really respect his heel work in that. Was that kind of the same or were you like always like a Miz girl?
1: Um, No, I think, yeah, it was when I I definitely when I got older and I kind of started to appreciate, I think I just always appreciate anyone who's like really good on the mic is what I like was really drawn to then. So like Chris Jericho is another example of people who can just talk and talk. And like the Miz might not be like the fanciest wrestler, um, but as a character, he's just so good. And obviously he's been wrestling for years now. And actually, if you'd looked at him when he kind of first started out, you probably wouldn't have expected him to like be as big and go as long as he has no when
0: you think of like real world the chick magnet miz starting off with like the faux hawk and all of that and now he's like this a i mean the most must-see wwe superstar the a-lister i mean he's just transformed himself over the last 20 years it's insane
1: yeah and i love movies too i used to love her back in her first run when she was a heel as well so I love that they're together. They're just like a whole
0: couple goals, honestly. Yeah, so well suited. And I mean, now that you've started to and compete more in in-ring competition, does that kind of coincide with your CrossFit work? Or can you kind of just walk me through your daily workout
1: routine? Okay, so I'll give you some background. So okay. um, I actually started weightlifting when I started wrestling training. So when I first started training and found it really hard and was like, oh, is this for me? Um, I started to go to the gym and like my experience of the gym had just been like going on every cardio machine and not knowing what I was doing, never lifted weights before. So I got into weightlifting um, through wrestling and absolutely fell in love with it. So I absolutely love being able to lift stuff and feel strong. Um, And it's like, you know, exercise that I actually enjoy um but I started CrossFit less than a year ago actually so uh last summer at some point I thought wanted to give CrossFit a go I'd um I'd been working with like a coach who'd been teaching me Olympic lifting which is using CrossFit a lot um so at the moment um I just kind of I go to my local CrossFit box which um is just like round the corner and just train in the class like probably four or five times a week so I go to like the six o'clock in the morning class before work I'm just a I'm an early workout person some people think I'm crazy but I'm just always so tired after work um so yeah I'm just doing that at the moment um but I am competing in my first CrossFit competition in July so I'm looking at maybe just getting a coach for the next couple of months to kind of maybe it would be nice to just do a little bit better than what I'm expecting to do um, cause I'm expecting to be seeded like quite low in the kind of, you know, there's going to be like elite athletes in this competition who are, there's like four categories. So I'll be in the bottom one, but it would be nice to just do better than what, um, what I expect.
0: Yeah. I believe you're supposed to do it in February, but then that was kind of set back your first CrossFit open. Correct.
1: Um, yeah, well, so I, I did do a part of the CrossFit okay. open um but I um I had COVID for one of the workouts yeah um for the that was the third time I had COVID um so yeah I couldn't um take part in it properly um because you know we had so many days to do the workout and I was isolating for all those days
0: well, makes sense. Well, best of luck to you. I mean, that's finally It's got to be, I mean, exciting, but also probably daunting going into your first CrossFit Open. But I mean, you've definitely worked hard for it. So I'm, I'm super excited to see how you do and everything.
1: Oh, thank you. I think I actually might be more nervous about that than I have been about wrestling. <laughs> I feel like that's like a whole, I mean,
0: that's more like a competition to it. Like if you're thinking about it too, I mean, rest, I mean, wrestling is its whole thing. And maybe because you've gotten used to the reps in wrestling and this is more new to you. So maybe, I mean, and I feel like it's probably more intense. I I mean, wrestling itself is intense, but I feel like CrossFit is a whole entity itself.
1: Yeah. And that's you know that's in, in the new bit to me. So I can do I can do the lifting the weights. That's fine. But all the like really intense cardio side of it, I'm not so good at. And um, so that's what I'm worried about. But it'll be fun, I'm sure. And I mean, now
0: that you've transitioned n- now more to like an in ring presence, I saw you might have had another ring name in mind initially with Lily Lazara. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So what made you switch then to Lily Winter?
1: Um. So. Wow. Um, So Lazara is actually the surname of um, a singer in one of my favourite bands, Taking Back Sunday. And, you know, I liked the alliteration. And um, I always knew I wanted like Lily because it's my, it's my middle name. Mm -hmm. And it was my dad's mum's name. Um, And it's really weird because like all through my life lily has been like a really a name i rarely hear and for some reason in the uk it's just like completely exploded as a name so it's like in the top 10 baby names for girls now which is mad to me because i've hardly met any lilies there are no lilies like in my class at school anything like that and now it's really popular Um, so winter i just like it um one of my friend's maiden names is actually winter so she's married now, so she's no longer a winter. So but I've taken it. So um I just like it and no one else was using it that I know of. Um so yeah, that's the story. I feel like it too, it fits like
0: when I think of like winter, like you have that silvery vibe going in with your holographic gear. So yeah. I was very interested to know like what were some of like the inspirations like behind your holographic ring gear, which I love by the way.
1: Thank you um I just love silver like I know I know I've got pink hair but um so I'm not like I don't wear a lot of colour um and so I definitely wasn't gonna have like any kind of bright ring gear or anything like you mostly just see me wearing black um so yeah I just love silver um I just kind of I think initially I was kind of I was always thinking of maybe something a little maybe spacey um, or a little gothic, like, you know, it's just kind of like different things that I like, different aesthetics. Um, it's my first set of ring gear, so I'm sure, you know, there'll be lots of like uh, new ideas to come. But silver was just the, the colour that I settled on.
0: And I, I like that too. Like I said, I feel like it goes with the whole like wintry, icy kind of vibe too. I mean, yes. obviously you have so much room to explore. You have your whole career ahead of you. But I mean, from your perspective, like today, who, who who has the best ring gear game or aesthetic that you just really appreciate in pro wrestling today, do you think?
1: Um. So my favorite ring gear has got to be Tonga's. Um, I just absolutely love everything that she wears Um. and uh the the designer who does her ring gear um it's just amazing um and i'd love her to design some gear for me and she has a massive waiting list because she's so good um but yeah i really like uh tonga's wrestling gear the best is it
0: is it empress i'm thinking of yes that empress, designs her yeah. gear yeah, yeah i think there's a couple other people on the uk that she designs gear for and it's always amazing
1: yeah you can kind of tell which is hers because she's kind of got like a there's like a signature look about it, even though they're all different and you can just, yeah, you can tell because she's just so good. I
0: know too. And I mean, looking towards your future to close things out, what are maybe some of your personal or professional goals that you'd like to accomplish in the next few years?
1: Um, so one of my wrestling goals for this year um, was, well, is to make my, uh, my debut on Future Shock. And so because I train with them um, and there's, so there's a few people that I'd like to wrestle, um, at some point, you know, in the next couple of years. So, um, I'm trained by Alana Austin. So I would love to get to wrestle her on a show. I'd love to wrestle Tonga as well. I've done quite a lot of training with her. Um, there's quite a lot of women on, in kind of like the Northwest wrestling scene here who are all killing it everywhere. and I'd love to wrestle all of them um one of my best friend in wrestling is kelly van ness and we have trained together like so much um done loads of wrestling in training together but um we you know we just want someone to book us in a singles match somewhere so i can't wait for that to happen um so yeah i think that'll be fun someone's gonna book that i hope so I really
0: hope so too. And to, to now actually close things out, I, I'm i very jealous that you've gone to travel to Iceland because that's been on my bucket list since like forever. So can you please tell me more about your time in Iceland?
1: Okay. So I went a few years ago now um, and yeah, it was so good. Um, I was actually ill the whole time. So oh I gosh. never get ill. Yeah so I went to Iceland at the end of 2018 I think and um, I haven't actually been like that ill since then so I like never get like a cold or anything um, and it was it, the whole time we were there there was like a storm as well um, but it's so nice like it's really small so like wherever you stay you're just you can just walk everywhere um, and it's so pretty um, great places to eat and drink um, loads of excursions you can go on. Um, I would definitely go back. Um, we didn't get to see the Northern Lights because of the storm, but like it didn't even matter because we had such a good time. Um, so it's definitely on my on my list to go back to.
0: Oh, I'm so jealous of that. Hopefully, I mean, even with wrestling, you'll be able to. I don't know if there's there might be an Iceland wrestling scene. I don't actually know. So, but I'm sure there's a scene wherever you go. Hopefully, you get to travel the world more too.
1: Oh yeah, I mean that'd be great. I you know. I'm going to, I'm going to Berlin next month and that'll be the first time that I've been on a plane in years because of the pandemic. And I'm so excited to actually be able to do that. Right. It's
0: a whole, it's a whole other experience, but Lily, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias?
1: Yes. So um, my Twitter handle is at Claire Lily Byrne, um, and my Instagram handle is Lily Winter MCR which means Manchester not my chemical romance as someone once asked me but I mean I can understand why they got confused but it, it is it does mean Manchester <laughs> you are
0: going to see MCR uh-huh, so. I am yeah and by the way that's b-y-r-n-e for burn not b-u-r-n so yes. just an important distinction
1: there <laughs> the Irish way
0: yeah well thank <laughs> you so much for joining me today Lily it's been an absolute pleasure
1: Thanks, Ella. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you.